you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I hate the New England Patriots. I hate the New England Patriots. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, eminently sponsored by Me Undies. Not quite yet, though, but I can't. I'm so excited about uh, about the underpants getting behind uh, Damashek. Me too. Company. I actually, to celebrate, I wore underpants today. Did you really? Yeah, I really did. See, there we go. Now we're off and running. That's uh, that's indicative of what you are about to hear for however long we go. You will hear no jive, and Handsome right. is, is, in fact, wearing uh, underpants. Let's say hello to him now. He's seated to my immediate left here in Studio 66 during a an interesting time in the NFL, specifically for high-profile QBs, not necessarily great QBs, but high-profile QBs of the 21st century who are now staring square in the face of either backup dumb or rosterless dumb, mm-hmm. and then also – the FBI director, James Comey, we just heard him there uh, talking. He was in front of Congress, and he invoked the New England Patriots and his hatred of them because he's a Giants fan. And then also he brought up – I'm not sure exactly why. I was half li- listening at this point. But he also brought up Texas Tech and the Red Raiders. It was very weird. Hmm. Stick to politics, you know? That's what they say. That's what they it? say. Yeah. You always hear that all the time. Here is, by the way, uh, Handsome Hank, what uh, what FBI Director James Comey said in front of Congress. On Monday, he went on to explain his hatred of the Patriots. The reason I don't like the Patriots is they represent sustained excellence. And as a Giants <laughs> fan, that drives me crazy. What do you think about that, Handsome? How does that one hit your ear? I thought that was weird. You Wait, you're a Giants fan. You should. You you're should... the one person who, you, or not one person, but you're the one fan base that has it over the Patriots despite their sustained excellence. Yeah. He's like, a... as a Dolphins fan, I should hate them. I actually yes. grudgingly respect them. I can't, I can't even bring myself to hate them any longer because I just admire what they've managed to do for such a long period of time. Who should hate the Patriots the most? I don't think the Jets 
Not if you're a Jets fan, you shouldn't hate the Patriots. I believe their their um we talked about this before. I think their rivalries have sort of grown out of the division. I think I think they're outside of the division at this point. It's not like any of the three teams in their division has caused them any kind, even a a, a speed bump type of obstacle. Well, that's right. They they've transcended their greatness. Right. The Patriots' dominance has uh, has uh, has forcibly, uh, you know, it's about January rivalry. Right, they've had rivalries with the Broncos. Most recently, they've had rivalries with the Steelers, the Colts. No, 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 no. I am a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so it pains me to say this. The Steelers are not their rival. Same as the Cleveland Browns are not the Steelers. Right, rival, but what I'm saying or is, the Bengals are it's not the closer Steelers. to they're closer to having a rivalry with the Steelers than they are with the Dolphins or Bills or Jets. I disagree because the Steelers have never won a game of significance against the Patriots in the 21st century. So how can you really fear them? But they played in games of significance against the Patriots. The Dolphins, Steel, uh, Dolphins, Bills, and Jets haven't played in a game of significance really. Like no, one, Jets one, beat no. That's why I say well, the they, Jets right. can at least condescend a little bit about a little the bit. Patriots. It was a while ago now. I mean, it's it's a while ago now. All right. It's six hey, years. I, we're, we're going to talk to Greg Rosenthal, who is the boss of uh, ATN, but uh, but Why? also, more importantly, he is a uh, he is uh, he is the king. What are, he sits on the ease of throne, the throne of ease, I think the throne of ease, Not as Dan Hanzoos likes to say. I don't what, what, what do I? I don't know what they talk about on their show. Whatever, whatever they do, it's cute. It's nice. It's nice. I'm listen. I'm rooting for all those kids. They're they're, they're good kids. <laughs> you know what? Behind you know when you when when they take the mics off and you get to know them as people, they're good kids. They're good you know kids. you root for them. Right. You know, they're, 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 and you kind of set them on their way as well. So you feel this sort of paternal um, I, love and support. I, I, I don't know about anybody. Else. I don't know about that. But you uh, gave back to the in a way you gave back. That's how you've served the the the, the community. That's I, I in a way I, I I don't know if this is the uh, the, the best word but, but but charitable yes is what I've been yeah. towards them right yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's right yeah you've been that guy for you, them. you know like do they deserve a chance like hey doesn't every human being deserve right. a chance to podcast you know that's the world I want to live I think that's I mean, what that's, that's who why, I am that's, that's what, why that's they what look I'm up about. to you so much that's what I'm about right. Anywho, the Giants, though, why would the Giants fan, Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass, get on the mic. Why would you, if you're a Giants fan, would, would why would you hate the uh, – and, of course, I'm glad that this has come into our lives, this congressional hearing, because this is the biggest takeaway from these congressional hearings and uh, Russia slash Trump connections and everything else that James Comey is a, uh, is a Giants fan and hates the Patriots. I don't understand why he hates them because we beat them in 2007, you beat them in 2011, and even all the regular season matchups have been like instant classics. I don't like the Patriots, but we get the last laugh. So his analogy was kind of off. Like you, you named a bunch of teams that you probably could have put in that position, but not the Giants. Like they're the one oh, that beat Goliath. Right, it'd be like Batman saying he hates the Riddler. Like, you know, like, hey, the, I always beat the Riddler. Right. I know the Riddler is dangerous to most people. I know the dangerous uh, is an air do well in our society and has upset a lot of people, a lot of uh, the population. But thank goodness I'm around because when whenever I square off the Riddler, I put him in my pl- put him in their place. Right? I agree. 
All right, good. We can move on then. <laughs> good stuff, uh, Spaghetti. Um, Spaghetti also asked me. I know I'm, I'm not. Uh, this isn't denigrating you there, Spaghetti. But we talk about best days in life, best days in sports, worst days in sports. But Spaghetti mentioned we should really do the Yang to the Yin that we covered earlier this month, which was uh, the best days in uh, in sports and life. What are the worst days in sports, Handsome? I, mean, I think the easiest one is the day after the Super Bowl, right? Because that's the longest we'll ever be, furthest away. We'll I think the day after your team loses a playoff game. Yeah. The day after Super Bowl is not, you know, that's, it's still a celebrity, celebratory day. You know, you're excited about what you just saw, especially this year. You're high, coming off a high of like, oh my God, did that thing just happen? Um, but I think like if your team lost an AFC championship and then the next day you're even further away from the football season starting and you still have this bad taste in your mouth that we were so close and yet didn't make it. You know, it's like if you have if you get to me it's not the end of football season as I'm as I'm pondering this. I think it's sort of like football season is a delicious cake. You mm-hmm. know, you get you go there's a place nearby where I live called Susie Cake. Right. And oh, they make delicious cakes. When you eat a cake, would do you like to the icing first, or are you no, you're no, fair, no. To, fair to the whole cake? My more mature taste buds now can't handle just, too much. Can't handle pure icing, right? But we gotta you have take, some cake to but cut. Do you it. like to just like scoop a little? No, no, not no. even. I can't. Well, I can't. That is mature. Well, I, I'd like to, but it's uh, yeah. I, I, it's not that I have made a decision that that's unhealthy or anything. I right. just can't handle it anymore. What is your too favorite type of cake from Susie Cake? Well, they make a delicious coconut cake, and so once in a blue moon, if they're if the occasion uh, it's, uh, presents itself, like for instance, it was my old man's 80th birthday. Happy birthday! Yes, I know he, Doctor Damashek. That's right, he came to town. Mo Damashek came to town. It was also Jean Claude Van Damashek's eighth birthday, so it was an eight slash 80th right. birthday celebration that, of course, could not be contained in one 24-hour stretch. No. No, we had to spread. He's going to take started, that the weekend. Well, like we talked about uh, a week ago, it started with a laser tag party right. for Jean-Claude Van Damashek and his peers right. a whole weekend ago. Mostly for his peers, I understand. Right. Yep. Then we made it all, and then the parents arrived on Thursday. We went to a great restaurant in Los Angeles called Pistola. We ate steaks. Mm. We, ate, we ate mussels. We ate it all. Then With on, the kids as well? No, no. This just was, this, this is the was grown-ups. just the adults. And right. then we went to Krabby Crab because this was Jean-Claude Van Damashek's right. eighth uh, birthday decision that right. he wanted this. So we ate crabs and shrimps and all that kind of stuff. Oh, it just went on. It went on and on. We did so all the man- diet's going well, you would say. Okay. Yes. It's hard to also – it's hard to – the thing that's difficult, Handsome, is your parents aren't that old yet, but it's hard to figure out activities that will please – both people that are that old, septuagenarians and and eight year olds at the right. same time. It's very difficult yeah. to figure that one out. Um, who though handsome? I forget where we how we got into this subject. Oh no, I was going to say. So when you bring a cake home, you have a delicious cake, and it's the best of all cakes. Then you eat it. A then, coconut cream. Then it. Then you finish the cake. Sort of in the same way, the cake is best when you first bring it home. Let's say that's the start of the playoffs, you know, the wild card and divisional round. Okay. That's when the cake just got there. Yep. You're eating it, it's delicious, and there's plenty left, and mm-hmm. so you're excited about that. 
But, you know, like when you're down to the people have picked it over a little bit, but still tasty. That's the Super Bowl. Your team's out of it anymore. Right. But that's still, still a high-end still cake. Still a nice I'm cake. Right. Going to consume it. Yep. Same so we as finish Super it? Bowl. Yeah, let's. Why not? Patriots, Falcons, eh. I could have come up with a better matchup in my head, one I'd rather see. But I'll watch it. You know what? I'll eat that cake. That buttercream still yep. tastes good on that coconut. Mm-hmm. You know, all that stuff. Then that cake is gone. Super Bowl ends in overtime. Then you're like, what am I going to do? Then you open the cabinet, and there are some chips Ahoy in there, you know, or whatever. You find right. like a you find like a pudding, you know, right. you know, one of them little containers of pudding yeah. in the fridge. And you're like, okay, all's not lost. That <laughs> is college. Are you still hungry? That's college After basketball. Entire cake. That's college basketball right. slash NBA right. slash NHL. That right. now is okay. So life's not over yet, right? Because I just found. Some more food to eat. I'm trying to think of good examples because this analogy works. So I'm right. trying to think of what would please me like that. Um, you know what I just discovered, by the way? Has anybody had the Greek yogurt? Has anybody had that? I've had it. Yeah, it's it. very good. Do you know what it's good with? What's Put that? some honey on top of that thing. Ooh. You done that? I haven't. Oh, well, that'll blow your mind. Really? I'm serious. Also, if Dave, um, do where you live, this is not going to be pertinent to, I would say, 98% of our listeners, mm-hmm. but Trader Joe's, right, has a... I mean, I'm I'm I like to shop there. I I like uh, moving around that place. There was a about two three years ago. I discovered some um, salted caramel gelato in there. Right, absolute. I mean, incredible. Tastes better than anything you've ever tasted in your life. Mm-hmm. They took it away for two years. Yesterday, I'm walking around there, and I've every time I'm like a like a, I don't think there's a dog experiment. I go, still go back to the thing to see if it's still there, even though it hasn't been there for two years. They brought it back. I'm so happy for you. Thank next you. next visit there when you're trying to gather as much mm-hmm. for the next uh, next hibernation right. of this product, make sure you grab yourself some cookie butter. Have you yeah, had that's cookie good butter? Stuff. That's good stuff. Don't be dismissive. Well, cookie, oh, it's incredible. That's also good. But that I is, tried that. But that's, that's the, outrageous how good but that, cookie butter but is. But see, this salted carrot, because it's gelato, not ice cream, it makes me feel like it might be good for me. So what's the cookie butter, when I see it, I'm like, I know that cookie butter is not. You know, there's two words. That's not. There's no way I can like make make believe that that's that stuff's good for me. Yeah, I hear you. But so ultimately, which is more dangerous? The the wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah, the wolf in sheep's clothing. AKA the product you yeah. prefer. Anywho, go so find that, it. So I would like to find some little Debbie's uh, oatmeal. What are those ones called? You ever have the oatmeal cookies with the cream? Oatmeal cream pies, Emma V. Look how quick Emma was to to respond on that one. You hadn't I, even asked the question, and she was able to answer it. I bet people thought when you were growing up, Emma VP, that uh, you looked a little bit like uh, <laughs> That's true. Little Debbie on the package. True. What's that supposed to mean? I don't know. Trying to relate to you, you know, trying to vibe to someone who's hipping now, like Emma VP. Is. Right. She's in the prime of her life, twenties. You know, devil may care attitude. Exactly. World on a string. Yeah, she's a head writer for for a head major writer. podcast. And and also and also is this big news to share that uh, I will be making my trip to Philadelphia at uh, in about a month to to witness to, to pay witness and to report back to you the Czech Republic and beyond on the happenings at the 2017 NFL Draft. Emma VP is coming along with me. You are kidding! That's great news. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, she's gonna. You know what I'm gonna do? What what, what we need to do is figure out exactly what. We need to do, do. We do a a podcast with Emma VP, significant other who lives in Philadelphia. Let's do it. 
What about that MVP? Um, I'll ask him. Get to the bottom of uh, the mystery that is right. MVP. Exactly. Bring him on. 12 things you never knew about MVP. So, oh, Little Debbie oatmeal meal cream pies. A thing of pudding. <laughs> right. And where, yeah, where are we in this in the analogy? Because I'm a little lost. But now. then. I'm also hungry. When the NBA, not, not the NCAA tournament. Right. Not the, uh, that's a shame when that ends. That's a, now the mm-hmm. now the Little Debbies are gone. Right. Now what are we down? Yeah. Now just like, got that pudding. NHL, I mean, then the NBA and NHL, the Stanley Cup is hoisted. Uh-oh, there go the puddings. What are we left with now? NBA finals, that's the only thing still going? That's the little Hershey kisses that are left over from Christmas time that are mint flavored. Right. You know, the white ones, the 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 vanilla the white chocolate ones with the red running right. through them. Which are surprisingly kind of good for somebody who doesn't really like white chocolate, but I digress. I you know, I right. don't like to interrupt myself. No, no, that's the, fine. Diverge Keep with going. a little thing. But then game seven, NBA finals is over. LeBron and Kyrie have done it. That's the last morsel of of Hershey Kiss. Then that's the worst day on the set because then all you have is baseball, and that's a grim reality. We, by the way, we wait a second. We have nothing but baseball, baseball until the season, until football. Oh my god, what are we gonna do with ourselves? We've booked you and I and and our friends from around the NFL. You know the the guys who who look up to you so Mm. much uh, have booked to go watch a, a Dodgers game together, haven't we? I know. In June, we're gonna make way. We're gonna we're gonna on, cheat on a, life on a Wednesday. It's getaway game. Right. That's what they call it. It's called getaway game. You know what I think we should do? I think in honor of that event, I think we should wear just like our forefathers would have when day games were were more ubiquitous. You would see the you ever see the photos of the guys at the ball game in the forties and fifties? They all wear shirt sleeves. They wear white shirt sleeves, right. they wear black ties. They all look like they were in the FBI or men right. in black or but something. But the but the ties down. Yes. And they sometimes wear a fedora. Let's and do they it. don't wear their jackets. They no. just wear because the, they're at a ball off. game. We're, yeah, you take the jacket off. Yeah. They stole away right. round eleven thirty, you know, old man uh um Sheldrake is none the wiser. Right. Like, you know, I, I got a meeting. We got a meeting. I got a meeting uptown. I got to take off there, right. boss. And then you go and you and, and then we're going to be sitting there drinking beers in the middle of the day watching our Dodgers against the nation's capital, Washington Nationals. That's right. a getaway game. Who I've just uh, I've just given a locator for those who wish People to might do be us. able to work it out. Maybe Anyone they'll come find us. Anyone who wishes to do us ill. Come and find us. Well, yeah. If you or want a glad hand. Or buy us a beer. Either way. Right. That's or, or do us harm. One or the other. One That's the what's going to be fun Nothing for us between, is to see though. who knows. Right. Oh, this guy seems to recognize us. Right. Here he comes. Here he comes. This is going to be fun is to find gonna out. Is he going to do us harm or buy us a beer? Is he going to give us a beer or is he going to or is he going to maim us? In right. Some manner? <laughs> right. That's going to be a fun sideshow. <laughs> be fun. You know what game I like to play at ball games too? Here's a fun little tip. You know, baseball season, their spring training's underway. Here's a little uh, life tip for from Dave to you. Play. Um, and I think you're allowed to talk about this. This, I, I, you know, I know gambling is not a, a thing. You know, we, you know, I, people talk about like how much teams beat other teams by, right. and yeah, other yeah. people predict that. I'm I, not I interested in that. Stuff. No, I, I don't care for that. Yeah. I don't understand why you'd sully the the purity of of sport with yeah, that. Yeah, just the joy of watching. Yes, but anyway, I've heard some people do that. Yep. So anyway, here's something uh, tangential though. Here's what you do at the ball game. You say everybody put a dollar into the cap. Or a beer cup or whatever. Everybody put it, everybody in our group, you know. And you know what? Make friends around you with neighbors. You know, mm-hmm. bring in like 15 people. Everybody put a dollar in to start. 
Now, first batter steps to the plate. Who's holding the cup? Let's say it's you. You're on the end seat there, handsome Hank. Right. You're holding a cup with $15 on it. The leadoff hitter, he makes an out. You put a dollar into the cup. You hand it to the next person. The person in the two hole, now it's home run ball. If the home run is hit, you get all the uh, the cup. Here's what I remember. I think last time we did we do this. We, we did it, and and because of the nature of the day that we were having, we soon lost track of who was holding the cup or how long I'd been holding a cup for. Mm-hmm. That's where it began to fall down. Have you put a dollar in? I don't remember. How long have you had that cup for? I don't know. Imagine, imagine that that's what you're doing with, right. with but yes, so, but it, you know, the proper spirit is uh, the, you know, if you're classy, like Dave, what you do is if, if you're holding the cup when the home run is hit, you take that you money. You take it and you buy everyone, a, buy everybody a round drink. of drinks, right. so then you're a hero. Yeah. You know? Um, so, all right. Did we get to the bottom of, uh, of worst day there for you, Spaghetti? I think we did. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely talked about cake. You're welcome, Andy Spaghetti. Eddie Spaghetti's in good spirits, as am I, because uh, we mutually hate the Philadelphia Flyers, and uh, the Flyers are not going to the playoffs. So that's good news. And uh, NCAA basketball, you've been drinking that in, Handsome? No. You haven't watched it? Not a moment. I've watched very little of this tournament. It turns out that if you don't follow the story throughout the preceding four months, it's hard to feel engaged by the actual tournament. I did watch a little bit of it, but I have no idea. It's a, it's it's kind of a bummer to be so checked out on uh, on such a tournament of significance. All right, what are we doing now, Emma VP? What should we talk? We're going to talk to Julian Edelman. We're going to finally yes, give you our Julian Edelman. Edelman noise. We did promise that last week, didn't we? We did, but we got sidetracked when uh, when Handsome Hank's uh, mom, mom came on, yep. came on right. the show to find out about her felonious son she'd never known about it no, she had no idea about the thing that no one has any well the felony is still a mystery to me anyone what it was i know i can't right. wait to get to the bottom of that story i'll see if i can because it is funny i have the police report somewhere and it, it's very funny to read through oh well i uh i'd like to read it i wait with baby i'll breath. see if i can find i need to go back to the uk to get it maybe i should get on the phone with your actual mother and we can all hash this thing out right. at once everybody let's just you know but it's like pulling the band-aid off yeah fast you know let's yeah. get everybody who will be concerned and bothered by this news let's just get, gather them all for right. the, for the big reveal Meantime, so yes, Julian Edelman. However, he visited us before his. He was in a relationship with uh, with Lima, supermodel Adriana Lima, and we talked about her briefly. Are you guys leaving that in? What's your uh, What's your decision to keep that in the interview or to cut it away? I left it in its original format. What do you think about that, Hans? I don't think that's good. I think Julian. You know, he. Um, well, he, they they're sadly no longer together. Right. And I don't think he'll want the reminder when he listens back to the podcast, which I'm sure he. I mean, he would like do a, anyway. This was such a great time. Right. This with, was such a great time, and Dave. then, oh, oh but it's reminded me of that of the thing that happened, and and you know, then maybe he'll be like, I'm just gonna go and sit and watch Friends for 24 hours. That would probably be his choice. Yeah. Thing. I feel like, um, I you know, I, I it's hard to feel. You know, people like to say. I know, it's hard to feel bad for that guy. He just got cut, you know, like he's a multimillionaire. And I kind of get that mentality. No, I don't. I don't. They're people. Everyone's a person. I know. But you know what? Here's here's something that might seem crass. I feel bad for them from an ego standpoint. Jay Cutler now. 
he got passed over by the New York Jets in favor of Josh McCown. I mean, there's nothing lower than that. Yeah, but you see, the Jets, uh, here's my theory on the Well, the Jets are very obviously, this is a bad year to be drafting a quarterback. The Jets are being smart and going to pick up probably a defensive player, which is a, it's a good year to, to pick up a defensive player. The Jets are banking on 2018. That's next year, right? 2018. Correct. There being a, a stockpile of great quarterbacks. There's a bunch of guys who could potentially come out. So they're going to... Not obviously, but somehow, you know, they, they're going to field a team every Sunday, but the team's not going to be very good. You know, it's... And that's a tough thing to do, actually pull off. In other words, they're tanking. That's, that, might be what, that might be what's happening. It's like but the not movie, obviously. It's like in the movie Major League. Right. That's what, you've seen that movie. Yes. Did you follow what was happening there in yeah. our sport of baseball? Yeah. Okay. The owner instructed the GM, put together a terrible team so mm-hmm. that we lose. I don't want to I want to lose right. every game. Can see if we can lose every game, make us lose every game. And I you know, it's weird with that though. Yeah, the Clucky Jets are trying to be dogs. more clever yeah. with that. Because the major league if you really wanted to field a team that couldn't uh compete, you could have done a lot worse or better than what right. that GM did in major league. Right. Like they were still ball players. Well, and they all yeah, have people pride. never thrown a ball before. Then now you're talking. Yeah, I mean that might be a little obvious. You think? Yeah. That's why they didn't do yeah, it. I think that's why. They hey, why is the shortstop 620 pounds? You know, right. like well, because we're, we're trying, trying to, to lose. lose. What do you mean? Why? That yeah. they're trying to thread the needle there. Like yeah. we we we're, we're trying to lose, but we don't want you to know. We don't want you to know we're. Gonna that's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. And you think that's what the Jets are all? That's what doing. they're trying to do. But then a lot of the quarterbacks. That but isn't Josh McCown on, essentially a 620 pound shortstop? No. Jay Josh Cutler McCown, at least at least you'd be like, well, listen, this guy high first round pick has had some moments, has that big arm. Jets fans get excited. You know, this is this isn't major league in it. But this Josh is McCown is, is a, a safe pair of hands. Josh McCown's going to do everything he can not to throw the interception. Jay Cutler doesn't care. Who do you feel worse for, Jets fans or Jay Cutler? Um, I I I will never feel bad for Jets fans. Oh, I thought you were I hate say... the Jets and I hate Jets fans. <laughs> so I I have I have no feelings. I have <laughs> no feelings I'm, for Jets fans. I've contracted by the way what's going around in the house a little uh, a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a cough but out of context I, <laughs> I just sound like uh, a 52 year old uh, I sound like uh, um uh one of Marge Simpson's uh, sisters. Right. <laughs> um it is weird that uh, these high-profile QBs. So as it stands now, Jay Cutler is just about without option, right? Well, here's where I think the the interesting one for him is if the Texans don't wind up with Tony Romo, who's probably also on your list, um, then yeah, I could Romo. see the Texans going to get Cutler. But I can't see the Broncos if they miss out on Tony Romo getting Cutler. Why, you know, it is interesting. It seems to me anecdotally like there are more guys going back to teams that drafted them and you figure right, well, but once they, you but once you make that split, you don't uh, yeah. dignity or otherwise prevent you from uh cohabitating again. What um uh where why couldn't Cuddy go back there? It I, would I mean, be a bad could, fit. But it's a bad regime. I mean, it's a previous re- I don't think he's a good fit, exactly. It's not like they need a starting quarterback. They just would like Tony Romo, to, who's better than Simeon or um, or uh, Paxton Lynch. What about Cap? Didn't L.A. Cap. kick the tires on Kaepernick last year? And that was uh, there was some smoke to that one. Isn't John Elway 
a fairly noted. Uh, I mean, uh, right now the story about Kaepernick, as of yesterday, is that our president uh, Donald Trump uh, said some pretty inflammatory things about about Kaepernick. And um, oh yeah, what did he say? He said NFL owners. Uh, he said NFL. He laughed because there's a rumor that NFL owners are worried that he would tweet something nasty about them specifically if they sign Colin Kaepernick because Colin Kaepernick, in his eyes, um, is is un-American. And um, well, now I I mean if I wasn't already rooting for Kaepernick, right, of course now it's are. tenfold. Yeah, and now I hope he thrives. I would. I think, do you think that the Niners, just even a few weeks later, would say, like, nah, you know what? All things, we should have just stuck with Cap here. Now yes. we've got Brian Hoyer. Absolutely. Do you really believe that? Yes. Why don't Cap, they- in, in, in a couple of games he played last year, I mean, he got hurt towards the end, but he was he was fine. If you're He the, was better than the, the other options. I'm trying to think of places that make sense. If you're the Jags, doesn't it make sense to get yeah. Kaepernick or Cutler, and for yeah. different if reasons. If you're many teams. For different reasons. Yeah. What Cutler would bring, obviously, would be different than Kaepernick. I'd rather the, have Kaepernick than Cutler. If you're the Rams. If you're the Rams. Right. Yeah, your fail-safe, instead of it being Case Keenum or Sean Mannion, instead becomes splashy Jay Cutler. Or, and, by the way, you could probably just justify that and obscure the Jared Goff. Right. If if it's if it's divined by summer, man, this, this – uh, Jared Goff thing, like we got to bury it. Yeah, like we, it, it, it's just never going to work out. Right. We, we we can we can uh, try to fool the fans a little bit. Why go get Kaepernick or Cutler right now? But the now. difference is, you would get I'd get Kaepernick, but I'm not sure Cutler's the guy to be like. Okay, we've got this young quarterback, and we want this guy to help mentor him and show him how to be a professional. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about behind a crummy O line, right? Well, what? Pro- well, maybe it'll be a little bit better this year with Todd Gurley back there. Doesn't Jay Cutler? I, I, I believe me. I'm cynical about what Jay Cutler's capable of doing in the NFL. But couldn't he? But if you threw him in there with with, with a couple of speedy is he better guys, than, is he going to get you? Is he going to give you more of a chance to win than Jared Goff? Yes. If you is, buy is the Colin premise, going to do that? Yes. If you buy the premise, which I'm. Uh, I'm skeptical of uh, of that, but that that LA sports fans need a big name and need that kind of splash. But if you buy that premise, certainly, then you would go get Jay Cutler or Colin Kaepernick. Right. And Kaepernick on that team again, he's a complete changeup yeah, from yeah. Jared Goff. If you suddenly threw it like, boy, Jared Goff, sixteen's lousy today. Get him out of there and throw seven. Right, and then you haven't like, prepared for Colin Kaepernick. You've got to scramble. Around? Yeah, you'd have to, he'd be scrambling. You got to scramble too, Dave. RG three, will he be on a roster? I don't know. I He's got to make. You know, I think about it from think about it. Here, here's the way to make it real. You have Matt Moore and Ryan Tannehill, so it's not not going to happen. But would you want any of these guys on your team? RG three, RG three, Cap Cutler. I would want Cap out of all of them the most. Forget Fitz. I'm done. Uh, Fitz I, is not worthy of inclusion. No, in but you see, here's the de- here's the deal. Out of all these names, okay, Cutler, so Cap I would want most personally. Fitz is the guy who someone will come and say he's a safe pair of hands and he'll play another three years in the NFL despite as being as bad as he was last year because he's the guy everyone likes as a backup. I don't know if you've heard he went to Harvard. He's a smart is that right? he's a smart so kid. So he's a bright guy. He's a bright guy, he's a smart kid, he went to Harvard. He's exactly what people are looking at. For, uh, as a backup, and you so, got to make uh, it about your team cons- is the way to make right, it right, real right. to see right. if you actually I what you actually. I wouldn't, think but that. I'm thinking about like conservative NFL head coaches who are like, I just need a safe pair of hands as a backup who can go in and and 
do do it for me. Well, it's funny. Fitz is the guy. Kaepernick, they would worry about for for multiple reasons. Most of them unfounded. RG three, they'd worry about for multiple reasons. Cutler, they might just say, I don't really know if I want to have that pain. Fitz, 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 because he is. A I guess, and I'm thinking about if if it were pie in the sky, and again, making it about uh, my team to then make it universal to to, to assess these guys. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd rather have Fitz as the backup to Ben Roethlisberger on the Steelers than Landry Jones. I think that would be a bet. I, right. I, I could see he Fitz is the classic, and so is McCown for that matter. Yeah, and Hoyer. A lot of backups, backups. through NFL history. The thing that they can do is that they can get you for a game or two yeah, or three. They're struck. But once they start to look at you on tape, the NFL right. defensive coordinators figure it out and say, oh, he likes to do that. Take that away. Yeah. Then can that QB figure out the second yeah. thing to do? All right, so they're taking that away from me. Now I have to do this instead. Right. Most guys can't do that. But Fitz went to Harvard. <clears throat> right, again. That's so what he you may said. be smart enough to. Uh, which is uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. They should talk about that. Special announcement. We have, I a, should re- I we have a surprise guest joining us. Is that right? Yes. Who's that? How surprising is it? Pretty surprising. Oh, there's no surprise there. You ruined the surprise. There he is. Look at that. Wait, there's something missing. All the way from his very hiply adorned two-bedroom. He's probably sitting crisscross applesauce as we right. speak. That's how hipsters do. He's one half of the Fantasy Hipsters brand new podcast. It's exciting. Your ear balls. It's Matt Harmon. What's the poop, fella? Freshly shaven, I see. Look at that. What's happening, That's fella? You look great. You look better than oh. I could have... I, I'll be honest. I'm going to give you a, 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 my best assessment of how you look Please. without Please. the beard. Of course, if you don't know Matt Harmon, you can uh, you can Google him. And, of course, you probably have heard him on the DDFP or seen him on Fantasy and Friends on NFL Network. He and Matt uh, Franciscovich, another uh, recurring guest here on DDFP, have now started the Fantasy and Friends podcast, available on iTunes. Right, Harmon? Well, you're, you've, already, you've already plugged it wrong. Yeah, it's you the plugged Fantasy it. Hipsters what a, podcast. What did I say? Fantasy and Friends podcast. Oh, I'm See, you're sorry. Try, that, See, you're I'm in my own make, head. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, you're trying to make it about yourself again, right, which is right. this, this is not about you, Dave. You have your show there, and we've broken off into our own little private sector. I love it. And, uh, and, and by the way, behind you, people who are listening on iTunes or Stitcher, we appreciate the subscription and all the uh, and all that. But I see you didn't uh, dress the place up to. I would like a tour no. of Matt Harmon's room. I would is this like your well, bedroom? Why are there? Why this is, are, this is my bedroom. Can are those see, underpants can hanging from the door? Let's, no, that's, let's, a, that's a jacket. That's like a, it's like a running jacket. Could you, uh, can you show us around? They're me undies, I hope. No, oh no, I cannot show you Please around. Please go on. Just, uh, no, just, no. Tilt, just tilt the I've got like. I've got like papers on the That's floor fine. here. It's Ooh, so, oh, oh my! I've seen a mess before. I never. There let's are papers see, on, on your floor. Little, let's see a little bit. No, the bed's not made. So you know. I'm not worried well, about oh, that. I bet it's not made. I bet oh. some. I bet there was something made in that bed a few times though. What are you talking about? That After, is just under that the cloak is, and that is love, that's outrageous. Love that is an outrageous accusation. Love was made. He's a no. He's a now that he's clean shaven. I don't know how do how are we feeling about the the no beard? I'd love a little more feedback. I'd say you look um, six younger? years younger. I yeah. agree. You look uh, you look fourteen. No, no, well, no, no. I'm saying nineteen. I, this is my first public appearance. Uh, well, at least media wise, sans beard. So this is big for you guys to get that sort of action out of this. I don't think we count as media. But... No, I'm not sure we do. Well, 
you know. But anyway, well, muscle tub on the uh, on the new uh, podcast there. Thanks, the, it's going great. Uh, how many sponsors do you guys have? Because we have three. Is that right? Well, we're right. we're new with me undies. We've got me undies. Oh well, that's pretty good. That's good stuff. Can well, you get, can you pull a pair of undies love, out from behind you? Maybe sponsors. from those drawers out there. Get get I some drawers out of your drawers. Here. I got you some got, in the hamper got right any here. Any dis- discarded undies that we could take a look at? No, because they're not. So they're not sponsoring they're not your show. Okay. They're not me undies, so I don't want to give any props Thank to the competitors you very much. That's, out that's there. That's a good point. Let's, exactly. I'm let's let's talk about this very quickly. We're let's, we're let's we're talk. in the midst, uh, Harmon. As you jump in here, we're handsome and I are trying to to figure out. I mean, I I can't recall in I don't know ever really so many big name. I, that doesn't mean that they're competent quarterbacks in 2017, but big name QBs just being out there and looking like it's very realistic that they're going to be either ba- that they're either going to have to accept backup gigs. At best, they're going to have to accept, like, well, this is open competition, man. Nobody's giving you the starting gig. And mm-hmm. maybe some of them out on the street at the start of the season. They are. Fitzpatrick, who isn't a – I don't know. He's a big name. But Handsome just told me that he did go to an Ivy League school. So he's I've, a great I've guy. I've heard whispers of that. RG3. Romo is out there in some weird kinda. vacuum. Yep. Yeah. Kind of like a field. I don't know what – Purgatory. Where does he exist? Sort of like agency purgatory, like Ant Man at the end of the movie Ant Man, which I was watching last night. You didn't see it at the end. Like he has to to go with a reference. He reduces himself (laughs) so small that he that he even the ants uh, think he's he's he becomes. Oh yeah. Oh, forget the ants. He leaves them behind. He becomes so so. He becomes molecular. He becomes atomic. He becomes super little. Doesn't feel like that would help him. And he's out in that. You know, when people travel into different dimensions in movies and they go through that, like, uh, that uh, soft kind of rainbow kind of thing, that pipeline. You're not selling this movie. It's not one I'm going to go watch now. This I'm just saying I'm, that's I'm, maybe where Romo is right now. He's like I'm, in a I'm different quickly dimension. losing interest in yeah. all of this. Let's let's let's. let's what are what are, what's the question? Oh well. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> my goodness. What are you right. Such a well. Hey, listen. I'm in my I'm in my environment here. I'm in, I'm comfortable. There's a tapestry here in the background. I see. I did, yeah, you do have the tapestry hanging on the wall, as any right. Dave Matthews Band uh, fan I'm would. I'm, I'm assuming. I'm hey, uh, so Jay Cutler, Kaepernick, Romo, all things considered, because there'd be baggage. If you bring Romo, there would be baggage. You couldn't bring him into your uh, organization. He's not going in as a backup. That's what I'm saying. So right. if you, it's not plausible. But could you say you if you're the Rams, do you suppose that there's any chain of any sequence of events that would wind up? What? Tony Romo's on the Rams now? Oh, yeah, he's the starter for uh, 2017 now. They're going to give Jared Goff. They give him a redshirt year. I mean, which guy do you appeal? Romo is obviously a cut above. Let's reduce it to Cutler and Cap. I guess that's the reason. Where Are, are both these guys going to be backups? Is either one of these guys going to be under center starting in week one, 2017? I think it would be not the ideal situation of the team that signs them. I think they'd want to bring them in as backups. Like you mentioned, both guys come with baggage. I mean, we know the situation with, with Kaepernick right now. It's been uh, widely discussed, even with our even with our uh, president has, has recently discussed it too. So um, we know what the situation is there. But I do think Kaepernick, if, if it wasn't for what's going on with him off the field, he would be an ideal backup type. I mean, we saw him come in, play pretty well on a team that had – no weapons, no offense to support him, and he he was productive at least. And so I think he'd be an ideal backup. But Cutler, that's the question. Like, who is bringing in Jay Cutler to be 
uh, a starter. At this point, I don't think it's anybody. I think he's probably one of the best, you know, I think both these guys are probably definitely in the top 32 NFL quarterbacks. But the problem is that are they worth bringing in for what you have, the questions you have to answer about it? And and I don't I don't know that they are. And I think you're te- seeing teams don't just take in talent into the equation. There's a lot of other factors to consider. Well, all things being equal, and, and they are not, as you point out, as I say, the conflict that would uh, it, that it would impose on a locker room and, and uh, going up against the cap is not a small issue, more so with, uh, with Cutler than cap, but cap is not going to take, you know, isn't going to take 600K himself. Right. Um, Either way, if you're the Jags, though, what about that? What about a, a – a, I mean, as you say, top 32 QBs. Looking at Blake Bortles last year, that is not a reasonable oh, situation yeah. right. to say. A team that suddenly – if you're the Jaguars and you've done again, you've doubled down and made that defense, which which really should be good, should have been – you know, at least started to put the pieces together. By 2017, I suspect that they'll be better. The offense um, – it, it, you you feel like has some potential there. Don't you at least owe it to the fan base and you know the Khan family is saying now even but you know come on but uh, we, we got to be more competitive than this already. Don't you owe it to get Cap or Cutler down there? See, I don't know if you necessarily owe it to do that, but if you look at what Jacksonville did in free agency in terms of bringing in Calais Campbell, A.J. Bouye, they've kind of addressed some of those small defensive needs, and they traded for uh, Brandon Albert from the Dolphins, who you know is definitely on the back nine of his career, but still, they've plugged holes along the offensive line and on their defense. We know they have talented skill position players uh, at the wide receiver group. It almost sets up well for them to take a quarterback at the fourth overall pick, and I know a lot of people aren't talking about that, but wow. just think, of, think about – what they've done in free agency in in context with all their 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 current roster how it's set up with the fact that they turned over the decision make i mean it's clear that dave caldwell who is blake bortles guy is now in the backseat in terms of decision making so it would be an aggressive move um i don't know if the uh if the this coaching staff or not the coaching staff but the whole regime as a whole if they have the the stones to make that move but it would be a start over thing to take a quarterback at the fourth overall pick uh, if they like one, and I think that there is a chance that that could happen, or they double down on the Blake Bortles era, uh, but it doesn't seem like they're all that interested in bringing in kind of a mid-tier free agent because, frankly, I think um, I just think that it's kind of a lateral move at best. It, it well, it's the fool's gold, and in fact, you know, we're into it now, so may as well properly uh, engage in this. Uh, the it's time for uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars edition of. Half empty or half full, we're doing it for all 32 teams here in the offseason, free agency. You see how that thing has more or less shaken out. The draft on the way. Here and now, Matt Harmon, is your glass half empty or half full where the Jacksonville Jaguars are concerned? Which is to say, you remember the measure. Will they, re- will they finish better within the division than they did in 2016? Yeah, I think that it's uh, – I, I would say half full. And I know that we get suckered into the Jags, uh, it seems like, every offseason. But while I don't know that Blake Bortles is ever going to be sort of a franchise-level quarterback like we might have thought after a really statistically productive but still questionable uh, 2015 season, I think he's salvageable as like the 20th best quarterback in the NFL. And that would be good enough with what they've put – uh, the pieces around him to be better than fourth in the division or picking top five again next year. So I think it's a half full approach. I think there's enough good players on the offense. And 
look at look at I mean Bouye and Ramsey is a really intimidating like cornerstone two defensive corners Indeed. shutdown cornerbacks there. How, how about the whole secondary now? At it's least, hard. At it's least hard the not pedigree. to buy into it. The, uh, of that entire se- nay, the entire defense. The defense has a chance to be. And people like to say dominant, myself included. Oh, that's a dominant de- shutdown defense. This that defense has a legitimate chance to be a top three defense, given the pieces that they're going to roll out there. So you know this, Dave, that I'm I've, I'm tight with some Jaguars people on on Twitter because of Allen Robinson and all that. Uh, you know because they've they've come at you before. And I, I know because. What, well, <laughs> but by the way, let me just say for the record history or uh or, or the oh. past year has proven me correct right I've, i i said on... i know someone high in the organization or uh, yeah. tied to the organization who has suggested to me that there are some concerns with the coaching staff about blake bortles willingness or ability to fully uh grasp the playbook i said and that and people absolutely. came at me. How dare I? What are my sources? I'm not a reporter. I'm not giving my sources. That's just what I'm more casual than that. It was, yeah, that's yeah. what somebody who would seem to know what he or no, she yeah. was talking about. I was right. Well, you were absolutely right. And I, I want to let the record show that I gave you props for that when I went on a Jaguars podcast right. recently. But <laughs> uh, yeah, no. And a lot of people started to hear those things come out more and more to, uh, as the season approached. But anyways, my, my point saying all this is my point is I'm awaiting for the apology from those who attacked me on social media. I, I got one over a text. If if that helps. Is that right? <laughs> they may all be blocked on my uh, social yeah, media. So who knows? But way. anyways, my point in saying this is like a lot of those guys say rightly that last year they didn't win games because of their defense but they didn't lose games because of their defense they lost games because of their offense right. which is so that's what i'm saying i i think it picking in the top five they could if they don't go running back like with a leonard fournette or something which i think would be aggressive but like their defense is set up like you said to take that next step to be a game-winning unit and the offense is now at a point that it needs to catch up. Is that are they and are they going to do that with a new quarterback or with a, a running back in the top five picks? I think they go offense with that. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't disagree with any of that. And I think they have to go offense because you're right in saying that the defense should be improved. Although let's not forget that most of the most of the players that they've also lost during this offseason are guys that two years ago we'd have been saying, well, look what the Jags did oh, yeah. in free agency. They really bolstered their defense. Take a yeah. look at the at the guys that they've signed. So, you know, let's not count 100% on, on the guys that they've just given enormous amounts of money to stepping up and, and, and being, you know, game changers for that team. But that, but even if their defense is as good as it possibly can be, the, the, the offense just is with Blake Bortles and uh, at the helm and a lack of a running game is just not that impressive. I don't see how they score more points and I don't see how they get out of the, the AFC South. It's a, it, but it's the classic model. The Texans of, are going to be better. You know, the Colts be are going to be better. Be if we're talking about the glass half full, glass half empty. How can you, I hear you, know, you on that. The, the, the Texans, the Titans and the Colts are all better than they were last year. And, and you could say that they underperformed because of injuries uh, or whatever. I would else. say Mariota is the X factor of the division. Yes. At this point. Is that right. fair? Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know if the Titans have gotten better, though, this offseason. I think they had a chance to add some more wide receiver talent. I think they had a chance to maybe add some more pieces to kind of like an emerging defense. Uh, but I don't know that they've necessarily taken that uh, that next step to become a division-winning unit. And the I Colts, agree. I mean, and, and believe, when Romo, who, which team would you believe when in? Ro- when, not if. When Romo lands in Houston, and I, I, I don't understand right. the, the – It's going to happen. It's just this nonsense yeah. that's holding it all up. But anyway. The Texans what? are, are – sure they're really rolling with a kind of a 
a risky approach here at this point. Like if they just hypothetically say Tony Romo gets free and then he signs with Denver and it seems like it's going to be a 50-50 shot between Houston and Denver. Then Houston's really holding the bag with what do you do at quarterback? Well, Are what you, do you do? Cuddy? You could go Cutler? You could go sounds, Cap? I think, it sounds I think like that's how Cutler becomes a starting quarterback. That's the only way it happens is if, is if the Texans miss out on Romo. The talk is that they're not interested in, in Cutler. And now they're I, not because Romo's I, right, still of there. Course, of course they're not now, but I would think almost that at that point you just you go to the, you turn to the draft. You get aggressive in the draft to find one of these well, players. Well, the other you – know. I, I know this is, uh, you know, can throw out trade ideas all day and you don't see very many of the uh, of them in the NFL, but what about A.J. McCarron? What about Matt Moore? What I mean, uh. aren't, aren't these guys – AJ McCarron isn't potentially a better option at this get point. Get AJ McCarron out of here. Get get that. Talk he's Andy out Dalton. Of here. Yeah, to so, me. But but the well, but what, like, so okay. what is if the goal is Super Bowl contention, not be an irrelevant bum to just one of these abject bum teams, but the but if the goal is like ah, we want to be borderline playoffs, but if your goal is to actually get to the Super Bowl, what is the baseline of that? But who's the personification of that baseline at this point? In our in in the twenty first century, it's Flacco or Matt Ryan, right? Has there been a worse QB in the last decade to get to a Super Bowl? Not to say that those guys are lousy. I'm Cap just saying that the Eli the pedigree of QB that plays in the Super Bowl tends to be it's it, you, at you, the time. I mean, now we just talked about him. Kaepernick would be that guy, right? But um, but it's um. But I don't. But now, looking at it, I mean, at the time, everyone thought Colin Kaepernick was. Uh, didn't Ron Jaworski say he could be the best ever? Could the, be the know, best the, ever. The season Jeez. after that, life um, comes at you fast. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think I have one of those. Do you have one of those in your uh, on your resume? My, I think my worst prediction ever was three years ago that, or was it four? I think it was four years ago that Jay Cutler would be the NFL MVP. That that that's, ended up not working. That's pretty that, that didn't work out. I I think I and said, I said Ryan Mallett would be a, a great NFL. I think I said that Sean Payton would be the Cowboys head coach by the end of, by January. That's about not, three years ago. You yeah, have that's, to that's, have done worse than that. I probably. That's have. a little different. That's like a prediction about like a move or something. Those are easy to get wrong, but like uh, just a bad take or whatever. Yeah. There's plenty of those. I you know people. Follow me for I assume uh, tweets takes. about Brus- tweets about Brussels sprouts <laughs> and my dog pictures, right. but occasionally I'm known to give uh, opinions on the wide receiver position. There was a receiver out of um, UNLV in the 2015 draft that I thought was like this big sleeper uh, guy was like gonna you know shock a lot of people. He went undrafted, went to the Eagles camp, and got cut before even making it to training camp, and ne- was never heard from again. So look how he doesn't uh, say his name, so that you can't tie. Oh, it's Devonte Davis. Yeah, you can you can find those t- you can find those tweets on the internet. Go for it. That is by far my easily biggest miss. You do uh, you do kibitz about uh, important stuff. I, you know, I like to do the same sort of thing. You're you've tackled uh, the field of Brussels sprouts and Brussels yeah. sprouts of, you know. <clears throat> cauliflower, big uh, cauliflowers had a great century too. The uh, really? oh yeah, they, not to not to the same extent as extent as Brussels sprouts. They're the, no. they're 
up and coming vegetable in the field. If 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 25, 30 years ago, you made a list of worst vegetables, like ones that are used at ne- negatively stereotyped Sprouts in movies and movies. Oh, yes. the kids don't eat the Brussels sprout. They don't eat the cauliflower. That was always like a punchline in sitcoms. But cauliflower is, cauliflower is the most, like, it's the most mundane vegetable out there. Shame no, on you. It is that's, not. That's incorrect. No, no, that's but I'm it, saying it. That's it's, that's how it's portrayed. I'm not saying it, it should be. But that's I don't I think Brussels sprouts was was a malicious vegetable. Cauliflower was like yeah cauliflower who cares? Because you like, want to know what the do? you want to know what the problem is. People forever have been steaming these vegetables, which is just the incorrect way to prepare them. And then like you see just these bottom tier humans of the planet like dumping cheese sauce on vegetables to make them better. Get out of here if you do that. That's just despicable. It's it's shameful. I I'm agree with. My aunt- this is, this is what I'm passionate about. You know what, I, Brussels sprouts, it joined a union with uh, that included bacon. That's the thing with, uh, I, I, in the same way that lobster, I've said this for a few years now, and, you know, I just went and got the crabs and uh, shrimp and everything, like I said. They all benefit from, you know, and you pay all this money for to get, you know, to get uh, fresh lobster, fresh crab, whatever. Isn't it really just about the drawn butter? Isn't that real? <laughs> if, if you dip anything in the drawn butter, just about, it's going to taste good. Same the uh, Brussels sprouts. I love them. I'm not denigrating your beloved vegetable. I but admire what it's achieved in the last decade. It's come out of nowhere. we're the taste. That's what you're saying. I love There's it. There's a lot of taste, uh, I mean, like, cover-up. You're putting a lot of bacon in there. I guess yeah. it would taste good. Yeah, I'm just pointing balsamic. that out. People like to I don't, put some balsamic vinegar No job. Yeah, I know. But you know my stance on no jive. I'm just letting it be known. Like, yes, Brussels sprouts, good for you. I pat you on the back. You're a true underdog story in the world of produce. However, let's not hide the fact that uh, swine is, uh, is your best friend. Yeah, but I look at I can it's, as the king of Brussels sprouts Twitter. I don't put any bacon in my Brussels sprouts. Bacon, so. bacon is Shaq to uh, Brussels sprouts equal Kobe when they won those titles in the early yeah. part of the twenty first century. That's both, to get. I mean, to get the sheep needed on board to be with there, it. but which was the true, uh, what was the essential ingredient there? You don't put bacon in your sprouts, eh? I don't. I want to take uh-huh. you to a place, Matt Harmon, um, in the uh, San Fernando Valley here in Los Angeles that makes this. the finest Brussels sprouts that have ever passed my lips. Hmm. Hey, before you go, Harmon, um, I was thinking the other day, Chuck Berry, he died, and uh, it's a shame, and you saw him hailed. Did you know Handsome is a U.K. guy, the import of Chuck Berry yeah. in the world of rock yeah, yeah. and roll? You, you yeah. were aware of that? Harmon, youngster, hipster. Listening to all yes. your hip, the cutting edge sounds, you knew you could uh, date it back yeah. to Chuck Berry oh, really yes. being one yes. of the yes. the real trailblazers there. What if I told you 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 could only have you know like the old drill, go out on a desert island. What songs are you do you want to have with you? Are you asking me this? Yeah, go ahead. What songs? I how let's many do, do a I get song draft. Okay, how many, that's what we should many, do. We yeah, every day good, on the show from song. here until draft, let's draft something stupid like that. Let's draft. Not stupid songs are essential. No, that's this is important. This Let's is draft real. songs. Go, because so there would be pick, ones just, that we probably would want. Yeah, you can say I want a whole universe of songs. There's no chance we're going to land on the same ones. But you would suspect that you know I don't, I'm I'm trying to think of. I got to write mine down. I don't know. What so I got to pick just. Pick. I got to pick just Go one. Yeah. This is kind of hard off the off the top here. Um, Satellite. No, it's not that one. You're, it's not Dave Matthews. 
No, I don't think it. I don't think it would be Dave Matthews okay. though. Those songs never tend to get. You know what? It's always a um all along the Watchtower, but the Jimi Hendrix version is always a great one. Okay, it's 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 thematic. A cover to start with. That's interesting. Yeah. A Bob. Dylan. Listen. Okay. It's 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 a good one. I think it's always good for for a different a number of different occasions. So I don't know. Chuck, Chuck Berry's one of his one of his most famous songs is uh, titled "My Dingaling." What do you suppose that's about? I don't know. That sounds a little. Uh, it sounds a little too uh, age inappropriate for me. Uh, hand, uh, I'm just writing down <clears throat> what songs would uh, would definitely make my list here. What, what would be on yours? I don't. I have a favorite uh, band. I don't think any either of you will know about. Maybe Harmon will because he's he's. So total hipster uh, move by um, you, Hank. Uh, the Cinematic Orchestra. You aware of? That's the everyone? band. That's the band's name. Uh-uh. Um. Hmm. They have a. Uh, they, I mean, like all their music. That they, they you wouldn't you probably wouldn't have heard of them, but they have a have a few songs that I put on there. Maybe there's one called A Home that I would uh, that I'd put up there. Not a Radiohead number. What's the best Radiohead song? I know that's such a difficult. I've, I mean, I've gone through that. I think you, me, and and Hansis have gone through this and tried to work out what is the what are the top ten Radiohead songs. That's it's just it's uh, it's a tough one. I'm just making my list here because I'm thinking uh, it's hard. I would go with the Rolling's. My favorite Rolling Stone song is "Torn and Frayed." That's what right. uh, from uh, Exile on Main Street. Mm-hmm. "Torn and Frayed" would be that whole I, album. I mean, that's tough. It's tough to leave any song out of there behind. "Loving Cup" and so on. But I'm going, uh, yeah, "Torn and Frayed." I'm going to go "Box of Rain" by the Grateful Dead. My, often, uh, even by their own fans, say don't listen to their studio recordings. I say, au contraire, "Box of Rain" is a great song. I'll go with "Built to Spill" from "Perfect from Now On." "Perfect from Now On" is a uh, is a great number individually, and they have great records. But I'm going to go with "Randy Explains the Universe" is uh, as another one, and then uh, by Leonard Skinner, "Tuesday's Gone." That's my. There's four right there. That's a that's a that's your four pack. You're taking. That's a powerful foursome right there. Right. I'm going to add to it as we go along there. Harmon, I've bought you a few minutes there. You want to throw out you- another one? Yeah, I think another one that I've got to take something from uh, from the band Dawes, which is I, I think at this point a top five band for me. Um, and I oh, it's hard because they've got a lot of good songs, and like I kind of want to get a sad song in there because at some point I'm going to be uh, alone. And um, uh, like you know, now, like right now, when <laughs> we well, hang yeah, out, like, like yeah, like right now. No, I've got the dog here with me, okay. but I mean, if I'm bring stuck the dog on, a bed, on, let's see the dog. Okay, hang on. So you wouldn't t- you wouldn't show us anything in your room? Oh, there, wait, there's something. Oh, no, that's just a cardigan that he has. What is that? What's <laughs> his name? Charlie. It's Charlie. 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 Char- Charlie. Say hi to the say hi to the show. He's- <laughs> he can't hear you, Dave. <laughs> yeah, he's too good for he's too good for this. I just woke is this him his up first ever podcast appearance? Oh no 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 he's he's very uh he's very, very active. Harmon handsome What's you're up? handsome you're an Englishman you know uh you know the guy who strikes a semi cool figure I imagine in the UK you're you're considered to be very cool right yeah, right yeah are you no I don't you think aren't so. considered to be a Am cool I? guy I don't know. I don't know. I well, I, don't I know. didn't gr- I wasn't uh, around you in your formative years. That's the question Harmon you are by name a hipster now right is it i was wondering about this recently is it fair or is it is it weird what do you come down on i think on some level people are proud of their taste in music yes it's yeah, weird to be proud shouldn't no I don't why, is weird. Weird. why is it weird why is it weird to be weird? 
in your taste in music? You're just a consumer. You didn't create it. What, what, what's it? Yeah. You think well, it, you, you think it reflects it. on you. Yeah, you think it reflects on you. But more so yeah. than like, I mean, nobody in the 20, not nobody, but most people in the 21st century, when we sit around, we don't talk about uh, brushstrokes. You know, we don't talk about our favorite painters, our favorite impressionists. And you wouldn't be proud of your which I, d- I don't think prefer. that's true. I think that just might Maybe. be it's a circle that you might or might not run in. Like there'll be people who will have art displayed on their walls, and one of the reason for the same reason that you'd have your music yeah, out, but like painting, that would be like I'm I'm a, I'm a huge. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm a huge uh, WNBA what, I, fan. Like, all right, well, there are only so many people you can engage in. On that reflection, like I have a, I have a, you know, bookshelves at home. You would books are another one. Books. You display, you display yeah, books, and in true. a way to display books, you're saying, "This is me. I want you to true take something from Handsome. the books that I'm reading." Yeah. My bookshelf is right over there, and there's. Let's go I look at it. I think it's a. Why can't we look but, at anything? But in handsome, room? I feel like that's there's, a rationalization like, that, like, well, it allows me to connect with my visitors to my home, and they see my T.C. Boyle novels on everything, my shelf, and then I connect with them. Oh, you've read T.C. Boyle, have you? That's what you're. No, what but you're, I'm not. Like, what's your favorite Boyle novel? Everything is I, fine until you become an, an elitist. Until you become an elitist about right. it, like, oh, I've, I've, and I know this is like weird because the brand is the hipster thing and that's all that it's a part but it's insufferable when people are like oh i've heard of this band and, and you have not like give me a break there's a where there's a million songs out there right let me get around to it all right top you're 10, not top 10 uh bad person on the planet right now is i mean there are a couple people i could there are a few people who, are, who are, around congressional right. hearing specifically right. but uh <laughs> but but a bad person is the one who um here, uh, uh, what's uh, what's what's a good one? Uh, okay, Steve Malkmus, formerly of Pavement, now has the Jicks and has for fifteen years. But a lot of people don't know the Jicks, and they've had a couple of of uh, of great records. Um, I'm gonna say to you, Harmon, have you uh, have you heard uh, any Jicks records? And you tell me, no, you have not. Ready? Okay. No, I, I hey, Harmon, have you heard uh, have you heard any of those uh, Jicks records? Uh, no, I have not. You don't know the Jicks? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who does that? A lot of people do. Really? A lot of people like if it's. But then you can't say that that's worse. if it's Star Wars. S- if it if like what what's the most by a Star Wars movie like right? You, you know, it's one thing to say like you don't you've right. never seen Star right. Wars. That's yeah, yeah. something to to get. Uh, but you know, it's a fringy movie. Some you know subtitled movie like you've never seen that movie. What's wrong with you? But you never read that book. Well, because but what's the biggest? Worse, the then? biggest uh, the most if, annoying thing about that is that not only are they trying to tell you that they're better than you because they know of this niche thing, like, ooh, look right. at me, my tastes are so off the radar, but then they're also shaming you for right. not knowing of that, this thing that is I'm off the radar. What's worse, is it worse to say, well, you wouldn't have heard of this, but I like this, Save or is it worse <laughs> to say, I can't believe you haven't heard of this thing, which obviously you haven't heard of. Which you can't have it us, both ways. Which leads us neatly into our conversation with Julian About Edelman. Cake. Well, okay. Ike and uh, Ike Taylor and Maurice Jones-Drew have attacked Where me. are those guys? Well, they're, I assume, uh, respectively in Orlando in the East Bay. Ooh, we didn't talk about Marshawn Lynch. I love that, uh, the idea of that comeback. I feel very very mixed feelings on that. I do, too, but I do. We'll we'll talk about that uh, on the next show. I love the idea of hometown and sports. I love, I, I, you know, the World Cup is fascinating because you're playing for your nation. I would love it if people played for their cities. 
I and I've done some research on this, and I'll uh, I'll reveal the results of that. But Julie, but Ike and Maurice have told me that I'm overly familiar with football players, and I say I'm just trying to be polite. They say like you know Ike's like Sheck, you go up to you go up to a guy and like oh yeah I interviewed you four years ago, and you expect him to remember that, and I say no, that's not at all what I'm doing. I would do that with any human being if I've met them before. When someone introduces us, hey, this is blank football player or blank human being, it, that nice, and he says or she says, nice to meet you, I will say, actually, you know, we, we, met a few, uh, we met a few years ago. We did something together like that. Right. They say that's overly familiar. You're, you're, you're assuming, you're putting pressure on them to remember something that they would have no earthly reason. To, I said, I'm just trying to be polite and acknowledge that we've met before. What if you lead off? And I did that with Edelman. I said, we've met before. And he said, oh, I don't remember that. And I said, see, this is exactly. So that's one of the things we talk about. What if you lead off with, I'm sure you don't remember, but. That's what I do. I said, I don't expect that you would remember this, but we talked, we did a thing, whatever, blah, blah. I guess then you could say that you're boxing them into a corner like, oh, great. I'm the bad guy because I don't remember this. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Just. You should try the other way around and say, I think we've met before, but I don't remember where it was because it wasn't memorable for me. (laughs) <laughs> Put the pressure back on them. <laughs> I've said it before. I'll say it again. I went. I, that was a weird moment for me, and I'm not sure still how to feel about it. A number of weeks ago at the Super Bowl in Houston, I was standing with some people, Burt Breer being one of them, right. kibitzing and overcame a uh, new GM, just newly anointed within days of uh, uh, John Lynch come, uh, comes walking over. And uh, and Bert Breer politely says, oh, this is uh, Dave Damashek. This is John Lynch. And John says, oh, yeah, I remember you. Remember we uh, remember we I don't even re- now. I can't even remember what he said. He said, <laughs> remember, we, yeah, we talked in uh, Lake Tahoe. We talked about right. uh, whatever. And I had no recollection of it. That's the first time that's ever happened that, uh, you know, a sports celebrity remembered me. But I didn't remember him. I didn't know if that that's, is that, that time for me to check out because I've always said if I stop being impressed by that kind of stuff. I think what it says to me is you might be the next uh, pluck from obscurity kind of GM. Ooh, oh no! I like now, that. There's a reality show waiting to happen. Dave Damashek. <laughs> oh, well, allow football. me to condescend to you because I've shaved my beard now. That's not condescending. I'm, I'm just saying it would be entertaining. Jeez, don't be so sensitive. You should hang up on him for that. I'm gonna hang up on him. Hang up you on can't, him now. What a don't pleasure hang up to see him. I'll say. That. I haven't even. Can I just? Can I just say before we get out of here? Yeah. Uh, for one, thank you, fellas, for uh, for having me. Even though I guess I should really be thanking Bartlett and the producers because they're the ones that actually got me on here. Uh, but yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, I like this. You can do this. Subscribe to the uh, to the uh, to the. Fantasy I would have promoted it. You creep. It's on iTunes. Yeah, it's on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. You can go to thebackyardbanter.com. I've got a hub for it there and everything, as well as my other podcast. What's your favorite podcast that you do? Oh, I, uh, it's the Hipsters podcast right now. It's fun because we talk we talk about football, but we also talk about music, beer, and, uh, you know, Ooh, life. What a revolutionary idea. Wow, you should do some of that. I should. You know what? Let's expand beyond just So football. what? We talk about Let's music. Get to know oh, we'll talk about music and food as well. Jeez, man. It's like you think everything I'm saying is like an attack against you. <laughs> I don't think I'm... anything's an attack. You <laughs> know what's an attack, though? I hope. Some- I, I wonder. I wonder uh, if if word has reached Goodell yet about the the hardball Harmon's playing with him right now. All right. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm, my uh, 
my shadow will not uh, will not see the NFL campus until I am being paid to be there again. I'll I'll it's, stay in my filthy bedroom with my uh, with my puppy. Oh, that's that's a gross <laughs> assumption that it's filthy. Well, and you my, won't show us and until, my be- until and we see what it looks like. We don't believe that it's not see? filthy. What do you wanna, what my do you beard see? shaving. I want a tour of the floor. room. <laughs> I, all we'll I do, that, I want to just save that tour. for next time. Just show your the, bed and say this show is where the, the magic happens. This is where the magic happens. Oh, oh my goodness. There's uh, a filthy. lot of clothes. Actually, you're right. Not Come on, ladies. You deserve better. No. You really do. No, but you, really, you, do, you do deserve better. This has been chaotic. I'm sure that was fun for everybody. Great fun, Matt Harmon. A pleasure to see you. Yes, subscribe, ASA, AMP. Make sure Charlie doesn't go to bed hungry tonight. Go yeah, to seriously. Look at that face. Subscribe and, and sponsors come you know, and feed my dog. Look how sad he is. Oh, yeah, Alpo. That would be a good one for mm. you. Alpo uh, for Charlie and company. The freshly shaven uh, Matt Harmon and Matt Franciscovich, the great uh, fantasy hipsters. Good stuff on the Jags and uh, less so on music, but uh, your opinions were uh, were appreciated nevertheless. There he it's goes. Good to Gus. see you, Matt. Matt Harmon, and now, handsome, I say goodbye to you. Right. And I say hello, although I said my hellos a couple of weeks ago, but now we're finally going to let you hear how that went down. Julian Edelman, Super Bowl 51 hero. Let's oh and stay all the way through it because then sideline reporter Indy catches him for the post interview. That's a must interview, see, and you want to see and or hear that one. So make sure you check that one out. We'll be back later in the week for you with more Hui and applesauce. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. Well, no, don't play the out music. We're going to Edelman now. Should we start again? Should we start the show again? I will. Yeah, I well, no, that's on that's on me because I said like I made I faked Bartlett right. out there. So here comes Julian Edelman, and then after Julian Edelman, then that's it. You're Apart waiting from the a sideline key, interview. You're out of luck. Oh, aside from the sideline interview, but then after that, that's it. You're out of luck for 48 hours until handsome, handsome's mom. Bartlett and uh, Damashek all return. Hey, great to see our pal Kent Brown behind the glass. He's making his way out to the East Coast. You remember Kent? I do, yeah, absolutely. He's moving out to the East Coast, back to the homeland, back to the banks of the Three Rivers. We support that. It's a good that. place to That's be. Always, uh, yeah, yeah. So the, he's the prodigal son, so we wish uh, Kent Brown all the best in his travels back to the East Coast. All right, here we go. Julian Edelman, take it away. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, look who it is, everybody. He's uh, one of the several heroes from the, the world champion New England Patriots. Here he is, Julian Edelman. How are you, fella? I'm well. How are you? Have you talked enough about the catch yet? Uh, nah, I think I think I got one more in me. Is it one of those things that, that you now – because it's going to loom – it's it, in the way in the same way you should count yourself lucky like Bill Buckner for all his great deeds you know what he's remembered for you know the ball through yeah, the legs legs no matter what else you do in life that's going to be the thing is that cool with you that you made maybe the greatest catch in Super Bowl history hey uh, I'm all for it um I think it's pretty cool uh, it's it's cool to be cemented in into a Super Bowl uh it's stuff you dream about but you know Personally, I feel like there was a lot of other plays that uh, contributed to that, and I think it's been a little overhyped. 
Do you do? I do. Come on. Don't be. Don't be. I really do. Don't be modest. That's my hair on this thing. It's looking all right. No, your hair looks very nice. Right, we're very good. nice. We're Listen, good. you got the world on a string. You got the you got by uh, the world by its tail. What are you worried about your hair for? Hey, you never know. Really? Yeah, details. Attention to details. Yeah, that's right. See, that's what that's what makes the Patriots so good, right? First thing, <laughs> let's talk about this. Right after the Super Bowl, I ran, I ran down on the field, and I saw you, all the human beings on the face of the earth. The guy I saw you glad-handed with, Guy Fieri. What yeah. gives? Guy and I have gone back, and, uh, you know, we've had our times together, and he's a good friend. Um, you know, I it was cool the first time getting to meet him because um, I'm, I'm a Food Network guy. Mm. You know, I know we're on the NFL Network, and this is NFL Day, but I love the Food Network. Uh, I love watching those chop shows. I love watching the dive drive-ins and diners mm-hmm. uh, just to kind of see little places you can find to eat. And, you know, I'm a little foodie at heart. So, uh, you know, and then I got to meet him, hang out with him, and then, you know, we became friends. Uh, and then I saw him right there after. I, th- I actually gave the gloves to his son uh, from the game. Amazing. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. That's pretty neat. I'm more an HGTV guy. <laughs> I like HGTV too. When you buy a home, you, mm-hmm. you, you, that like I just I remodeled the place. Um, you really get into that t- that show or that uh, channel as well, because then you're starting to look at like you know the, the the crown molding of a place or the style of the place and all those types of things, the fixtures, you know. So here's an idea. What if there's a show and it's called The Home Team and free agents and rookies who move to the region, you are the ambassador and you show them. You ever watch like uh, House Hunters, you know, you show House Hunters Foxborough and Edelman is the host. And you're like, what do you think of option number two here, rookie, you know, kind of guy. That's not a bad idea. There's actually a guy who has like a monopoly on, on the homes out there. And Foxborough's like, you know, a middle class town, but then you go to like this one area that this guy developed and it's all the players living there paying crazy rent hmm. by what you get paid. I'm not gonna say any names because he's a friend of mine and but uh that that that's already in effect. He's got some side business work in the past. He, he does, he does, definitely. But he's a good guy and he get he keeps us uh sheltered, I guess. What did you do when you woke up on game day? What did I do? Uh, I got up and uh, I actually do these. <laughs> I do these ball drills. I get these tennis balls and I have our ball boy, Bobby. Um, you know, he has to go every time we go on a weight trip, he has to go find an area where we could throw tennis balls off a wall. And that's like uh, secluded and kind of private. And so... I woke up and he had to leave early, so I let I woke up early, uh, about six, ate little breakfast, and then we went and did the ball drills in the little area he did or he found for us, uh, and then got my body worked on, then took a nap, and then, you know, then it was game time. Um, do you, do you sleep? Because that's what they always say. Nobody ever sleeps, but this is it's old hat for you. I wouldn't say it's an old hat. You're definitely anxious at night. Um, you know, especially with the whole, the, how long that week is, uh, you know, you have a week that you practice in Foxborough, you know, you get a few practices in there and then you come and you have all the media obligations and you, you have the practices out there. It's kind of a different territory. So you're not necessarily familiar with your routine. You get, there's a whole bunch of adjusting. 
So, you know, by the time it comes the night before the game, you know, you're anxious for the game, but you're like, I'm, I want to play this game and let's, let's get this thing on. Going. Did you see recently somebody paid a hundred thousand dollars for a Cheeto that looked like Harambe? <laughs> Given that that's the climate that exists right now, what if we took a little piece of your beard and put it out on eBay? Could raise a lot of money. <laughs> Want to do it? Uh, Let's take a little chunk right out of there. We'll put it on eBay, put it in a bag, authentic. It'll be time-coded and everything on video. Then we'll send it to charity. Hey, you know, we actually have something planned, uh, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll All right. Something out. It's for a good cause, of course. All right. Definitely. See, I like that. Is it now, of course, also I saw you down on the field. You were there with uh, with your girlfriend, right? That's out in the public now, right? <laughs> uh, when you're doing that on the when you're when you hug her on the field, people, you know. I get. Yeah, we're on. We're on. We're on the public. Is it? Is it fun to date a supermodel? <laughs> you know what? She's a great girl, um, and uh, you know she's. Our lives kind of crashed into each other at weird times, and uh, you know it was one of those things where, I mean, it's it's definitely cool to date her, uh, <laughs> but uh, she, you know she's she's more than just that. She's uh, she's an awesome woman. She's a loving, passionate lady that uh, you know it's it's fun to get to. Ha- Get to Look have. how you blush when you talk about <laughs> that. That's sweet. I like that. Speaking of uh, attractive people, who's more handsome, Brady or Garoppolo? Gronk chose Brady. Gronk chose Brady? Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're different. Hmm. I think they're different. I think, you know, Tom's got that, uh, Tom's got that, like, almost fine dining, like, super wealthy good look to him that good look good looking man that you see that you're like that guy's just rich and he's good looking he's got it all could be james bond james bond right guap is kind of like little heartthrob guy he's kind of like you know the italian stallion little heartthrob (laughs) i mean i have to i have to bug him all the time stop smiling because he is pretty handsome Mm -hmm. he is he's a handsome guy they both they both really they're they're both good looking guys and you know i'm not you know yeah Oh, I thought you were. Re- I thought you were saying like I'm not offending you because you also are handsome. Dave. Yeah. Is that what you were getting? Exactly. at? Exactly. Last thing is it maybe there a controversy in training camp 2017? Garoppolo and Brady. It would be fun. Let's say it now because then that'll catch on. It'll go all over the football world. Like Edelman says, you know, maybe controversy. You want to say that? You know, you like I'm attention? not even thinking about training camp. I'm thinking about you know, kind of unwinding from the season and. Uh, you know, that's so long ahead. I can assure you that, you know, no one's mind's there right now. All right, Julian Edelman, you have to go. You have many duties to get to here. This is just the uh, the start of things. Muzzle tough to you. It's off. Mu- uh, wonderful once again to see you uh, get that ring uh, since you're a fun guy. I always like when fun guys do well. No doubt. And, uh, and uh, go about your day, sir. I appreciate it. All right, sideline Indy here with two-time Super Bowl champion Julian Edelman. How did it go in there? I think it went pretty smooth, um, you know, uh, with all the Yiddish and all that stuff going on in there, I felt uh, I felt we handled it pretty decent. I would agree, but what's your favorite part of sitting down with someone like Dave? Uh, my favorite part is probably how awkward he makes me feel that he's introduced himself to me like four times and I still don't remember. I don't know. It's crazy. 
There seems to be a little beard envy going on and you're clearly winning. So what kind of tips would you give Dave so he could get kind of the luscious beard you have here? Shampoo, condition, um, and then this little Moroccan oil. Put about a nickel size or a dime size. Lather it up and put it on there. Cool. And I know you told him about Guy, but be honest with me. What's really going on with Guy? Is it more than just friends? Is it admiration? Is he your hero? I, I mean, I admire his dedication and his hard work ethic of how he is on everything so and i respect his game you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.